Welcome to Bandscamps, an in-depth look at albums and releases by West Michigan artists. Hosted by Dan Fisher and Julio Gomez. This week on Bandscamps, Dan and Julio review Ufta by Wicker Basket and No Masters by Brother Wolf. This is episode one of Band Scamps. My name is Dan Fisher. I am joined by Julio Gomez. Hey, everybody. We are recording a podcast. We're doing it. Yeah, finally. We uh, have been talking for years and years about doing a 1v1 podcast. Just Dan, just Julio, and the time is right. The time is right. And let me explain just so you guys can keep up with us on how we got to right now. And in case you're you're, uh, listening to this from maybe like 20 years in the future as archival purposes, maybe you don't know what the year 2020 was all about. And run it down. I'm going to run it down here. Let's run it down right now. Let's go back to... This is a good intro so far, by the way. (laughs) This is great. This this one feels good. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, Let's go back a few years uh, when Julio, you decided to get into podcasting. Yeah, and I think it stemmed from we were um, invited to do a radio show with Ben Davey, and he kind of just let us do our thing, which is always a mistake uh, to, let, uh, to let me and Dan uh, just do our thing because we kind of just let it loose, and it was so funny. We started doing this uh, podcast, and then eventually I got some gear and did Grand Rhapsody. And Grand Rhapsody is, uh, I don't know, explain Grand Rhapsody. It's a free-form comedy interview show, and it's actually fun to talk about what the show is because uh, the tagline of that show is bringing Grand Rapids to the people. I bring in a lot of bands, artists, we talk, and then I have friends who are comedians sometimes or maybe people in bands who play characters, and we interview each other, and it's a long-format, big improv interview show. It's a lot of fun, very loose, um, but sometimes calculated. Totally, and Dan's been on it a ton, and it's fun. It's a big ensemble thing, but we we wanted something that can just be me and Dan, a special bond. Yeah, we do have a special bond. You know, special going bond. back even further, I would say, I think it's been like eight years now uh, since I started like playing uh, in your band. Yeah, you're, that is crazy. You're probably right. And you're, you're the longest uh, person I've played with, uh, I think, my whole life. I think wow. my, my longest long collaborator. collaborator. Yep. I think Matt probably goes in there. Matt might, like Ten Clay, might actually be bigger because he's done a lot of our records. That's true. If you don't know, Dan and I play in one band together called I Believe in Julio, and Dan's in a billion bands. So his, his musical background, if you don't know, Dan's been in a bunch of shit. So, Dan, if you want to list that off, we can talk. Maybe no, we don't have later. that much time. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll list it off. So <laughs> Dan, Dan's been in bands. I've been in bands. So that's some more background for this show, too. So we love music, and we decided that we want to talk about music because we already talk about music. And that's a great kind of jumping off point for one uh, v one podcast. Absolutely, we we wanted something that we have in common with, and uh, I think music is it. And on top of it, we're here in Grand Rapids, and we have a wonderful scene here. So we wanted to do something to highlight that. So all of our album reviews are going to be from uh, this region, either Grand Rapids or West Michigan. Maybe we'll expand further into the state as we get bigger, which we will get bigger. Yeah, count on it. We got yeah. t-shirts getting made, stickers, um, hoodies, cooties, yeah, candles. You say cooties. <laughs> um, koozies speaking of cooties um, one of the things about this podcast is I'm going to give you some context uh, we're in pretty much in the middle maybe the beginning I don't know the end of a pandemic and 2020 was a crazy year that was such a great segue with cooties <laughs> uh, yeah that's great <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> um, I love it. We're living literally in a cootie war right now. It is. It is cootie war. Uh, this is the inaugural episode of Band Scams. We just had a new inauguration with a president, with a new president that's hopefully going to like, I don't know, not be insane and maybe knock this thing out of the out of the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at least put it, you know, lasso it <laughs> in control. Yeah, let's you know, throw me like fourteen hundred. Yeah. Dan and I live pretty close to each other, but we've been, you know, uh, chatting on on Zoom and Discord and stuff here and there. And this uh, podcast is actually being recorded one hundred percent remotely right now, mm-hmm. live from my home studio. So, what better time to to uh, make a show? So, with that, I would like to take this moment to prerequisite how we want to go about this okay yeah um i'm down to talk about that we probably should anyway you like music you play music i Uh, like music correct i play music right so we are in the scene Uh uh-huh i would say we active we will active whatever the scene was there was was a scene whatever the scene was yeah and so is yeah and so i feel like we have maybe a moral obligation to kind of Whoa. bring bring, the, bring the <laughs> okay. scene, talk about the scene and bring it to the ears right. because there was no like visual uh-huh. uh well, there, you know yeah of, okay of bands okay there was no visual yeah like we weren't seeing bands you know we're not touching new CDs or no. vinyl records no. We're not shaking hands, giving hugs, no high fives. So something that someone told me a long time ago is that you kind of choose your own level of involvement with music. Like Mm -hmm. you can either be a fan or a casual listener, or you can even produce the music or you can help other people produce the music or you can facilitate Mm -hmm. the production of music. And I think that's really interesting. And maybe like in a way, what we can do with music right now is kind of go over these albums that came out in 2020 mm-hmm. in a time where people weren't really making music. We couldn't gather. We couldn't mm-hmm. do shows. We couldn't tour. Exactly. We had to find new ways, become new musicians, become mm-hmm. innovative artists. And yeah. I think they're out there. And I, I actually have a lot of faith in our listeners that they are going to want to hear what we have to say because we're not here to necessarily just, you know, introduce a band. We want right. to talk about them. We want to discuss them. Yeah. So you are, are going to turn into kind of a lofty highbrow. You brought morality into this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's pandemic. It's life or death. It's music. Yeah. Um, there's going to be bands up until even the, during the apocalypse, there will be bands. Now people aren't touring. People aren't doing whatever. People are live streaming. Some people are getting together and jamming. Some people are making their quarantine, you know, as I, as I clang my glass. <laughs> yeah. A hard digress there. And I think that ultimately we're going to talk about the music. We are going to talk about the music and just my quick musical background. Again, I play in a lot of bands. I have very specific tastes in music. Um, and so what I will say about music is 100% biased. And I, I think uh, uh, I have a very long history of music. I'm self-taught. I also have watched a lot of videos on theory. I have a very broad taste in music, but I would say it's also kind of specific. Uh, Julio and I also have like a nice blend of tastes. Some things I like that Julio doesn't and vice versa. Uh, but I feel like we connect a lot. 
um, an overall appreciation, not could, just of, uh, you know, pop music, but just of music theory. Sure. Yeah. So we know what we're talking about. Is that, <laughs> is that, is that what we're trying to say? Yeah. What maybe, I'm trying to well, say is that maybe, I am an maybe expert. We don't. Maybe we don't. Everyone's a critic. And I think that 2020 was such a crazy year, especially for music and performing arts, because it's almost a throwaway year. And I don't want to say right. that in a, in a bad way, but it's interesting that, like I was saying, there's going to be bands in the apocalypse. There's going to be bands during the pandemic and people put out music. And unfortunately, I think a lot of this music got overlooked when it came out. And so one of the other things that we want to do in this podcast is go over these possibly overlooked 2020 releases. Exactly. Uh, I think that a lot of musicians, including myself, had to adapt and find new ways to not only create their art but also how to promote it and it's hard because you can only have so much of a presence online um without having another side to balance it and so people are missing a lot of things because they're trying to uh you know find other ways to keep entertained or keep their minds off things right artists are trying to stay relevant artists are trying to keep doing their thing some artists aren't being deterred by uh, the pandemic and maybe they shouldn't be maybe they should be I don't know so maybe we can get into those kind of topics and more questions like that on this podcast yeah you want to get right want to get right into it yeah let's get into it so uh, the first record that we're going to talk about and review is Ufta by Wicker Basket uh, Wick, Wicker Basket is from here in Grand Rapids and uh, they have a long long history as well in the scene yep and this came out November 19th so a little later in November 19th okay cool. yeah so yeah, I was wondering out. when we were, we have a lot of submissions, we're going to get to all of them. I think I'm going to, we're going to review every single record, but uh, I was like, oh man, it'd be cool to do it like uh, chronologically, but I think it'd be too much work in, in, in advance. So November. Yeah, it came out November 19. Oofta. Oh, um, do you know what Oofta means? I do not know. Do you know? I, d- I looked it up. Yeah. Oofta is, uh, it's basically like the Scandinavian version of like the phrase oy vey. Oh, that is great. You know, like the Yiddish phrase, oy vey. Okay, that's great. That's probably um, the easiest way to like describe it. Like it's an <laughs> ethnic, like, but I, I also read that uh, it translates sometimes to I am overwhelmed. Oh, okay. That's not the impression I get from the record. Uh, so that's really interesting. Um, also to add on to that, this is the charm of knowing what Ufta means now uh, is only enhanced by the album art which is just a photograph of a cross-stitch mm-hmm. um, yeah, made I, by I, uh, Wicker Basket's grandma. Yeah, maybe the grandma. I, I looked at that, too. I, uh, I was always curious. I, I noticed the art, and then I, uh, you know, when you're on mobile on Bandcamp, you can't really see mm-hmm. all the info. When you're on the desktop, you can see it. So I was on the desktop playing around. I saw all that. So I think that's really cute and charming. Yep. And, it's, and, a, it's like an embroidery, right? Or a cross Yeah. Do you know how to do that? You know how to cross-stitch I don't, but I you're, am all you're, about you're doing the, some work with textiles, though. I hear. Yeah. Nice. I'm out there. Yeah, yeah. You're in the scene now. I'm in the scene. You're in the garment. You're in the garment district. Yeah. All right. So let's let's talk about Wicker Basket. Okay. Wicker Basket is electronic music. Yeah. We're gonna talk about the record. We're gonna have the band. I think we should talk about the record. Okay. You want to talk about the record? Let's just talk. I think we got to talk about these things as records, as standalone things. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. context might be important for critique, but I think we got to talk about the record. Okay. 
there was something that was in my mind that I, I, that I wish I would have written down. I can't think of what it was, but go ahead and keep going. All right. But I don't think we need, I think we need to like talk about this record as it, right. as it, as it stands. Is that, is that right. cool? Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's talk otherwise, about. Otherwise we're, re- we're reviewing bands. You that's know? true. Yeah. So let's talk about Ufta. Ufta as a record. It's as a many, record. How many tracks? Six tracks? Uh, six tracks. Listeners, um, if you want to um, experience this record uh, before we, you hear our review, go ahead and uh, Google Ufta, U-F-F-D-A. Yeah, you can Wicker find Basket. it. You can find it on uh, Bandcamp. Bandcamp. So it's wickerbasket.bandcamp.com. And if you go in the description of the podcast, we're going to have links and everything in there you can find uh, or on our page. Wicker Basket is also on Facebook as well. So go ahead and listen to that if you want that experience. Or if you want us to spoil it for you, go ahead and do that. We will, yeah, we'll do yeah. acapella versions of all of these. Yeah, so, so press pause now. <laughs> okay, you're listen back? To the whole, yeah. Okay, you're back. Here we go. That, that's how we get away <laughs> with not having to have music on there. I like that. Uh, yeah, we really hacked the system there. This is a short record. Oofta. It's a very it short is a record. short record. Um, Would you call it an EP? Mm, no, I wish there was like a, a word for like the record equivalent of like a novella. Is that like the long player? But LPs are like albums, right? Yeah, LP is long play and then EP are you is extended for like a, play. The 10 inch? The 10 inch record? The 10 maybe? inch, yeah. Or just the like. The 10 inch maxi single? Or maybe like the 12 inch, but like it's only one, one and a half sides. Like the. The second side is just like one song, and like uh-huh. the the vinyl is just super spaced out. Uh-huh. So it, it's I'm I'm pulling it up right now. This is six tracks. Yeah, every song is over three minutes. Okay. Four of them are over four minutes. Okay, so this is this is a decent a decent size. Record. I would say this is an LP. Did you did you listen to this record before uh, it was submitted for review? I did. Okay, I did too. Um, Jeremy actually, uh, Wicker Basket. He uh, so yeah, Wicker Wicker Basket is a guy named Jeremy. It's one guy, and he he makes it all himself, right? He makes all this music. Does he have collaborators? Yeah. Do you know any anything to your, to your knowledge? Well, for this record, I don't believe there were any collaborators, but I okay. did just collaborate with him recently. Okay, for just uh something that was just under his personal okay. name. So perfect. So full disclosure, Dan knows Wicker Basket. Dan yes. has collaborated with Wicker Basket. Take this all with a grain of salt. Exactly, um, Wicker Basket has also well, we are, we DJed are, parties are, of ours. Oh yeah, and we, and we are band scamps. We are so band scamps. We are band scamps. So we might be a bit, a bit scampy about these reviews. Um, where do you want to start? I don't. I don't even know how. I to... think I just want to start with like first impressions. Let's do okay. first impressions because sure. Where else were you going to start? This first impressions for me. I I really like Wicker Basket's music. I always have. I've always enjoyed it. This to me is is a lot of the same good wicker basket stuff i think is there's really interesting composition it's a really relaxed album i think compared to some of the other stuff it might be a little more dancey but i don't think any of the stuff ever gets any anything heavy so to me my first impression of this was like classic wicker basket i would agree with that it was just i wish it would have lasted longer yeah i think it was i would have lasted longer i think even um like I, I guess we gotta be be critical and review it. Um, it's this is a a chill electronic album. It reminds me a lot of artists like Tycho. Um, it's not quite so wooshy and like and up in your face. It's 
a chill album. This is it's an very album. chill. It's very chill. This is an after hours lounge album. It's heavy electronics. It's heavy hardware. I guess is is my is my. I believe it is all Dawless. Okay. I think I believe that so he actually. Why don't you makes, explain that for our listeners that don't? I a, almost don't know what that means. A DAW is a digital audio workplace. So that okay. means a, a, a program that you use at a workstation. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that means a program that you use to record music, like Logic or Pro Tools. Sure. Or I Ableton. use like, I, I use Pro Tools. So that's a that's a DAW. D A W. That's a program that you run on your computer. And you're saying uh, that that he, to your knowledge, is not using. A program like that like he's not using like something like ableton to make this i believe not i believe that he has one or two units that he uses that are kind of uh just uh song boxes i guess they can produce uh synthesizer sounds drum okay. sounds and he can just construct it sounds all songs i feel like i can piece. i feel like i can hear the hardware on this record i would absolutely agree you know what i mean with especially through a headphone listen you definitely kind of get the analog. Uh-huh. But it's not lo-fi, though, which I like. Um, there's no. a lot of, like, sonic depth. Um, especially, I found, like, that the the low tones had that really nice, like, the best way I can describe it is, like, fuzzy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when you hear, like, a bass tone and yeah. like, you can, like, feel it. Like, like it's, like, that kind of felty. I felt like it's yeah. There's the 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 scents being used on this are 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 thick. They're thick. They're luscious. Um, I think on my first listen, my favorite song that really stood out to me. There's one that's uh called "Day with Days Without." S- no, I'm sorry. It's called "Chapel Perilous." Track I had five. that one. I had that one too. Track five, "Chapel Perilous." I think was my favorite um song on this record. Mine was actually the last one, Return to Zero. Okay. Um, I just like in my I've full disclosure, I have been getting into electronic music, so I have been like really nerding out on Is this a is that a new a new ish thing for you? Yeah, it is. Like like you mean like even like enjoying it as like listening to it or just yeah or getting into it as making it? Uh, both okay yeah i really enjoy listening to it now more okay because i have like that knowledge Uh of like how it's produced okay interesting i have a i have a pretty long history of enjoying electronic music i i think it goes back to 1996 or so um i had a friend it was was like basically some of the bands that got me into electronic music was straight up like the prodigy like i remember going to school going to school and like talking about like oh this new prodigy video and uh, someone turned around and was like oh you like that and gave me like their first two albums was like here's like the mm-hmm. prodigy experience and here's this other shit here's a josh wink scene yeah here's i think of like uh, and then eventually got yeah. getting on i remember like you know that uh around the world daft punk song got big with around yep. my friends and then like and that had what year what was that even 97 98 yeah, I think around, I want to say 97, okay. maybe. Yeah, I, uh, I, I love electronic music. I, I started, Cassie and I started uh, getting into DJing recently. And so we've, we've been, I mean, we, we, when we could, you know, party, we'd go to house music parties and all sorts. And that's the thing is, I think, yeah, you lean more towards like the house and club uh-huh. background where I think sure. uh, my tastes lean a little more modern um, with like, well, there's still for, modern for, house music. Like, like what yeah, do you mean? Like Fortet kind of like the more sure. like, um like that's kind of indie crossover you you like like mid-tempo-y stuff i feel like. absolutely yeah like i like the, that and like the fields uh-huh 
Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, I mean, I like all sorts of electronic music, but you're right. I do, I do have have more affinity for more party music. Yeah, like but I like. House. I mean, I like a lot of a lot of Jamaican music, and that has a lot of mm-hmm. electronic influence. Um, when I was younger, like the biggest music was like trip hop stuff, and I've I've actually mm-hmm. been trying to find stuff to DJ that is of this. I'm looking up ambient trip hop, and I don't know what they're calling music, what they're calling stuff these days. For like, I have no sets, idea. But, I actually had to ask Ben Weisenborn. He gave me some. He gave me some tips on what to search for. <laughs> I feel like he would know. Ben and I were just talking about uh, and Sean Stearns. We were talking about uh, Basement Jacks. Remember? Basement oh Jacks. yeah, dude, bro. Um, yeah. That album Rudy is yes, amazing. Exactly. It's, so, it's so good. It's still good, man. It is still good. And still good. the what was the the main hit on that is uh, there was Where's Your Head? Where's Your Head? Yeah, because that samples Gary Newman. Yeah, and then uh, like like probably now the biggest song on it is that is that Romeo song. Oh yeah, the, the one of the first tracks in there is probably the biggest. It's like a, a a house classic. Yeah, so it's been really fun, like going back to records like that, or sure. um, DJ Shadows introducing. Uh huh. Sure. I or mean, like even uh, Underworld. <laughs> It's the way of the future, man. Like, and yeah. I, I, I don't per, like make a lot of electronic music myself per se, but I, I do facilitate it. And like, I'm trying to, you know, eventually once we can open up, I'm gonna do all sorts of DJ crap. But exactly, electronic music is is where it's at. And this Wicker Basket album, I think, is a good a good representation of its genre. Yeah, I think you can really tell that he does have an appreciation for, you know, that that '90s scene. Uh huh. Um, but it is definitely more up my alley in that like mid tempo, right. slow, vibey. Uh huh. I like it too. Um, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I feel like bad having to get critical and getting happy, but I'm just going to do it because if people are going to yeah. submit, like, and listeners, like, I know Jeremy too. We don't know each other yeah. well, but I've known him for years. So to be critical, like, what he is reaching for is occasionally not the most exciting thing for me. I would agree. I, questioned whether this is actually his like passion project like because you know we've we've heard him play uh-huh J sets and they were a lot weirder a lot a little more sure. creative and he seemed to be really into that and this seems a little more vanilla uh-huh you know and i think that a lot of us as artists are going to have that have that feeling and i know i mean like from what i can gather from uh, Wicker Basket as an artist, they do thrive in the live setting. Mm-hmm. I do too. And this is a thing that I, as an artist, had to come to terms with. And someone told me this, and I had to think about it. I don't even know if someone told me if I thought of it, but it's really hard to be a recording artist and not record. You know? Absolutely. And I think I've said this a bunch of times because even though like, you and I are branching out in different types of art forms, ultimately we're recording artists and probably our legacy will be of recording artists, but we can't do that if we don't actually record. Exactly. And Wicker Basket actually has a pretty big discography. He does. So um, he's no stranger to putting out records, but I, I think I would agree that he thrives in a live setting. And that's not to say that this is bad. It's no, by no means bad. My no, mm-hmm. By no means bad. Um, and I don't think, I think we're going to do like two records per episode. And I don't necessarily want to compare the two but I don't think that we shouldn't either. So maybe at the end of, end of this up, you know oh, what I yeah. mean? That's a good like, direction that we could like, yeah, maybe there might be a funny correlation. Well, I was there. It's, it's arbitrary. Like yeah. this wicker basket album has nothing to do with the next record. We're going to talk about, right? 
Exactly. Nothing. But but it's but we've decided to review both them on the show, and I think we should probably talk about them. So yeah, there I might think, be some underlying things that maybe our decision um, led. That being so, that being said, in my opinion, about I, I, it's not always you know it doesn't always it's not always moving for me. And you think you think he's less passionate, and you think he's less passionate about the recording aspect of it. I think that when he not maybe less passionate but it's not necessarily his like defining record he's right i don't think he's challenging himself to like you know try to find new sounds and, that, and that's fine right yeah that's what i was i was and then you know i i just said like like we're going to contrast that probably with our next record might as well say it now like contrasting yeah. it with the next one is almost a totally different idea exactly and, and it's interesting um I don't want to talk too much about because you guys haven't heard about heard about that that next record yet. But this Wicker Basket album is good. It's a great listen. I would put this on if I was doing a video game stream. I put this on. I would drop it. I would play these during a, a chill set. Mm-hmm. I would play them just if you came over and we were playing video games. I'd put it on. I would uh, try to license it for a YouTube video. Absolutely. Yeah, but they'd be great. They'd be great for that. Um, like, is it moving me? I don't know. That there's that track that I said, track five, four mm-hmm. on this record. Uh, track, five. track five. Track five moved me, you know, and I mm-hmm. could even picture like a, like a rapper on it, you know, yeah, absolutely, like, like massive attack, like oh, 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 that kind of rapping, Ooh, or yeah. even like like even like fast, like 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 it's just really chill, you know. Yeah, listen to listeners. Make sure to make sure to check out these albums if you if you want. Please what we're take talking a listen. Wicker um, Basket Oofda is what we're currently recording. Yeah, it's just it's very we're accessible. Currently, currently reviewing, and you know you could tell that just he had a lot of fun making this. Yeah, and I think that translates in a way to like do you, where well, do you 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 do think he had fun making it? You just said that you thought that it was not his that you it felt like it was less passion. I think that like it's less passionate in the way of like creating like maybe like meaningful art, but like more as just like I really enjoy putting music out. This is kind of like what I do in my free time, but I'm not necessarily trying to like make a statement about Wicker Basket. Yeah, wick, yeah. Th- th- this wasn't. It was. It was. I felt like more of the same. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. Like for better or for worse, it was more of the same. Yeah, and. I don't even think that's bad. It's 2020. You, you and I and, and the band that we play in together actually decided to not release anything official mm-hmm. too, too much during 2020, and we didn't. We, we have a bunch of stuff on the back burner ready to go, but we decided not to. And I don't, I'm not going to make a value ju- call on whether if bands do or didn't was a good idea because that's up to them. They're artists, right? Right. Yeah, and I, I think... I maybe like the, my comments on this maybe because resonate with me personally, just because I've been putting out music this entire, you know, pandemic. And I think the music that I'm putting out necessarily, it's not like the kind of music I, I would want to necessarily put like, on a record. Right. Or uh, something that I don't think it necessarily right. defines sure. me as an artist. It's just like, I got into recording. I think this sounds good. It's fun. And I think that, that's good. I mean, you, you and I have often been of the school of, you know, throw it at the wall and see what sticks, yeah. you know? And I think that's important. I think, and it doesn't have to be like, he doesn't have to have made this record. Doesn't have to move anybody. Yeah. And it know? doesn't. And like, exactly. And like, almost because I wasn't moved by it. Like I can really just like enjoy it for what it is. It's great. Listeners. I, I, it's, 
It's a recommend. I think I, I would recommend this this album. It's a repeater. You know, like you you end at track six and you go right back to track one. Yep. And I think some people are really, really going to like it. I think that it's uh, sometimes with this kind of music, the repetitive nature of it, mm-hmm. because I know, like, I don't know. Sometimes I get one of those, like, I know what you're doing, man. Like vibe mm-hmm. about this kind of music, and and that's why, and it's it's prevalent in a lot of stuff, and I, I I get it in this kind of music often. I like to be surprised a little bit. I like to be moved. Mm-hmm. I implore this, listeners this, to take a night drive, uh-huh. and just put this on and just enjoy it and enjoy, you know, a clear sky, a clear night sky. I agree. Turn the heat up, but crack the windows a little bit. I agree. I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it a seventy-five cent. Seventy-five cent. I'm gonna give it a uh, um, four Red Lobster coupons. Okay, that's 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 pretty fair. Yeah. One thing that I, yeah, I think uh, so. Maybe can I get more critical? Is that cool? Absolutely. So. Like, I don't know. I sometimes like there was only a couple times where what he was doing took my mind somewhere. One thing I like about electronic music is like, like the inner space of you picturing what the mood of the song is, is so much different than rock and roll mm-hmm. and it's so personal and yet universal. And some of these sounds didn't take me to places that I wanted them to take me, or they were keeping me in one very specific realm. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was, I was acutely aware of the sounds that were coming at me there was one point i think in track one where almost like a chinese melody comes in yeah and that took me somewhere and that was like yes it was like it was you know what, you know what i'm talking about mm, I, I don't know yes. there's like, all of a sudden there's like a really chinese sounding like like straight up like from china chinese i'm not I'm i not, had I'm not that being, i'm not being like uh with uh <laughs> like, i know you're talking about yeah, yeah. More like, like, straight a, up, like, yeah. A, like a more like asian like scale it was like China, like straight yeah. up Chinese music. You I know? think I know what you're talking about. I think that's in maybe chat, uh, track two or three, but it's a it's similar vibe. It, it just to, comes out of there. But it's a similar vibe to like what uh, Krungbin does, kind uh-huh. of. You know, they kind, kind of, of. It was panaton- a, a, a pentatonic, and, and we do some of that, like dun dun yeah. dun 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 dun. It's throwing dun, that. Like, that minor third in there. Uh-huh. And uh, that took me somewhere. And then I remember, and the, the hip-hop track, the, the more trip-hoppy hip-hop mm-hmm. track took me somewhere. But I think that, and this is an, an issue that I have just with hardware-based music in general. So I can always hear the hardware. I can always hear it. Yeah. And, and, and the, it's hard for me to justify limiting yourself to sounds that are being made by some kooky device when you, <laughs> I know that like I can do that too with the touch of a mouse scroll, you know? Right. And I think, like, for me, like, hearing the hardware was more fun for me because now that I've explored how, like, synthesis works, uh-huh. it's a little more interesting. And, like, that's why I can get the, you know, the impression that this was done on one machine mm-hmm. because of, like, the range of sounds that were coming out and just, like, the kind of similar styles, filters, mm-hmm. tones. And, like... But like, don't get me wrong. I think that stuff is is very cool. Like, I I love hobbies. I love specialty shit. Um, there's a band that I love uh, called Joy Electric. They're a Christian band, and they do all of their stuff on like mono synths and no computers, nothing. The guy mm-hmm. plays every single track, you know, with his little finger, and it's incredible. But yeah, like 
like I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad yeah. someone's doing it. Yeah. And I'm glad people are appreciating it, I guess. Uh, that's why I, I liked uh, the last song, the Return to Zero, because it is just, and this again goes to my personal preference, but I find that like almost like the worst sounding, like my electronic instrument sounds, the more appealing they are to me. Like I love the worse the worse they sound. <laughs> yeah, like I just I like glitchiness. I like okay, um, stuttery. I like uh, you know, pitch going in and out right. of tune. Like I like that stuff too. But I mean, I'm, at some point, like it's just I don't know. I think that's I, like a, a I'm musical not, I, I guess thing. I, yeah, I it's just it's just it's yeah, it's aesthetic and 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 process. And I I do respect other people's process. Yeah, I think like yeah, is finding a balance between like the hardware and also the theory because I think like certain melodies, any like played on any instrument are gonna take you somewhere. Um, they there was just like a physiological reaction, uh, an emotional reaction, right? Um, and sometimes like the hardware and maybe the scale or mode just don't match up. Yep, I mean and it's, it's like a roadblock. We're all as an artist, you're looking, you're trying to find a thing, and sometimes you get there, and sometimes you don't. Do we think that Wicker Basket reached what he was reaching for? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he's do you think he's happy with this release? I do. Yeah, I think he is too. Um I think he's I mean just the vulnerability of saying please talk about my music is you know says a lot. Yeah, I I am going to come at anyone anyone who's going to who's going to approach us with their things. Listeners for now we've we're only doing submissions. Um we do know a lot of people in the scene and know records and there's a bunch of great records we're not going to try to come at anybody about this because <laughs> it's it's hard it's uh, and you know what they're in grand rapids there is no actual music music criticism exactly it doesn't and exist there, it's all music pr which is like you know god bless these people for doing that but that's not what, that's what artists, we're here to do that's not what we're here to do that's not what artists need only you know like i feel like that shit is like all dessert you know for for artists and they also need the meat and potatoes or or the couscous and asparagus whatever they eat you know yeah but i think that's what separates the criticism is what separates entertainment from art in some ways Bro, we, we i can't get anybody to re- review my record i try to get people to review it and they won't like i don't know if it's because they're like afraid of hurting my feelings or because they don't get it or because they just forget i don't know like i mean yeah like it's i'm not gonna name names but maybe if we get bigger we will but like it's like it's a kind of it's hard it is hard it's and hard honestly i don't blame i mean you know I, I i had to put a lot of consideration into what i'm gonna say about this because i don't want wicker basket to be mad or our next mm-hmm. record to be mad about me but they also know yeah i think they 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 know us personally they know kind of where we're coming from and my hope is that they will appreciate like a critical view of their art well i i want a critical view of my art you know that's i and i do too and i feel like we we've established that relationship with each other about each other's music aunt when she first saw our band she told me to take singing lessons like she straight (laughs) up was like do you know what i'm talking about (laughs) no i've never heard this (laughs) you know do you know who uh, yeah i'm not gonna name yeah he's got an aunt and she was like that's incredible grabbed my face and was like you need singing lessons (laughs) and i'm like she doesn't mean it in like a bad way necessarily like she's very sweet and very nice and she loves our bands you know what she stole a t-shirt that night 
I, she was wasted outside. He was wasted outside, and I was like, oh, shit, that's his aunt. And when it happened, we might, we might cut this from the pot. Maybe I'll, maybe we, can, we, we should like bleep out who I'm talking about when I'm like, when I say his aunt, we'll bleep, we'll yeah. bleep those out. Even that. So yeah, exactly. When I, I noticed Cassie, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's his aunt. And we go over there to help her. And as I'm helping her, like one of our shirts falls out of her jacket. Like, oh, my like God. A crumpled up T-shirt. And she was like, ugh. You weren't exactly supposed to see that. She told me to get singing lessons. Dang. <laughs> yeah. West Side. So, so, but I was glad to hear that. You know what? After yeah. that, I try a little harder to sing better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> Ever since then, I'm like, damn. I try to all like, right. all right, maybe I'm a little pitchy. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, listeners, and welcome back to We're back. Band Scamps, episode one. This is the inaugural episode. I already love this. I'm going to be honest. This I'm having a great. good time, too. Um, um, a lot of what, we, what I do is often ensemble uh, work. I do a lot of, uh, I guess, pre-COVID work with bigger groups, you know, groups of three or more, groups of four or more. Lately, a lot of what I've been doing is just me and Cassie or me by myself or uh, virtually like we're doing right now. Yeah. So this is a nice change of pace. Uh, this is kind of, this is actually something that we've neither of us done. No, I, I, we haven't done, I haven't done a, I was actually talking to Cassie today. I haven't done a one on one podcast at all. One time Cassie and I finished the end of a Christmas episode we didn't finish because uh, Sarah had to go somewhere. So we did a one-on-one and it was so fun. We were just mm. on the couch, you know, on the couch with microphone yeah. in our hand. Oh, just recording. Great. It was hilarious. Just like kind of just lay on the couch, kind of cuddling and doing a podcast. It was super fun. Shout out to Cassie also for being low key. One of the funniest characters on oh, podcasts. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely. She is a sleeper guys. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to, trying to get, get her more involved, but um, I think that's going to happen once we get more people together. Um, yeah. Her Christmas. <laughs> so funny so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do another record here and uh this record is wildly like, different from yeah what we just reviewed yeah and i i uh and we talked about this before it's so it's so tempting to compare these two rec to compare the records that we're going to be reviewing and i think it's gonna be inevitable but maybe we'll say that for the end our next record is by brother wolf and it's entitled no masters and it came out on october 23 Oh, that's, I love that you have that information. I just felt like that was like a, you know, that's pertinent information. I don't know why I have, I have like this notebook I keep looking at. I'm not writing anything down. <laughs> I'm like doing what, what I always tell my guests not to do is like stop fidgeting with shit. You're like a Alec Baldwin in 30 Rock with the two coffee mugs, like holding the two mugs. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our first record is our... Our first record is... It's not our first record. It's the second one. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> That's why I stopped. Holy shit. October 23rd. So this one came out before the last one we did. October. 
Uh, full disclosure, we do know this band as well. Yeah, we do. This I think is, that I think it's going to become more likely than not that we know the bands that we're going to be reviewing. It's and I think that's a really important element of the show is that we are musicians who are active in the scene. And I think that's a perspective that you don't often see published in uh, media necessarily. And I think so. I think that, yeah, we have, I think we have a really interesting view just knowing the artist, knowing their history. I feel like it's, it's like in journalistic, like ethics stuff, you're supposed to disclose like, oh, I have a personal relationship with this person that I'm writing about. I don't know why. It seems pointless, but they do that. And we are 100% about journalistic. Um, are, are we? I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm not at all. I'm definitely a, a media agitator. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have no integrity when it comes to any of that stuff. But <laughs> if you're entertained, keep tuning in. This record, uh, this record's a doozy. It is a doozy. Like I, 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 uh, I actually, um, it took me a few tries to get to to listen to this record all the way. I had to. Uh, I think the first time I listened to track one and two, put it down. Then I came back, and I went back to track one and two. Three, four, put it down again. Next day, came back to it. So this is a, it's a record. That's interesting because I was anticipating to have that reaction. And when I was listening to it, I actually found that I flew through it. You, you, you listened to it all in one take. All in one take. That's interesting. That is interesting. Um, I will be the first to admit that like Brother Wolf and Ben Hunter projects have not always resonated with me on like a musical level same i think i think uh yeah totally and um i know i brought up he's a bad musician absolutely not no of course not of course not um it's just about what moves you exactly like i don't i don't want to get too hard i think that reference is important and and we know we know uh ben honder who is basically who is Brother Wolf? And it's it's this is his project, from what I can tell. I think he had a lot of some collaborators on it, but for the most part, I think it's him, self-produced, made it his own house studio, the Wolf Den. And is- uh, Brother Wolf's been around in different forms. Uh, he Ben plays in a band called Head. He played in a band called Love Fossil for years. And these are all kind of bands that, if you've been around Grand Rapids, West Michigan, you've probably heard or seen. He is absolutely a veteran or of the heard scene, of or something. Yeah, absolutely. He's a little bit older than me, and I'm a little older than Dan. So he's been around for a little bit. Um, but he is one of the strongest supporters of the local scene by Absolutely. far. Absolutely. He goes to as many shows as possible. Yeah. He's always been nothing but complimentary right. to me and my music. Hell yeah. But the thing is, we're, we're not here to talk about Ben and talk about what kind of person Ben is. Because Ben's, Ben's a dope dude. We're talking and about no masters. Gonna, and we got to talk about no masters. And I think that part of what this is challenging and listeners, I'm glad that you're bearing with us still that the, the challenge of trying to not only talk out our thoughts about this, but also give you some concrete criticism and review about this record. It's going to be a challenge for us. So mm-hmm. we're going to get there, I think, but the only way we're, we're going to get there is if we try. And we're super thankful of like, you know, Wicker Basket and Brother Wolf of letting us review their records. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Thank you for being vulnerable with us and uh, trusting us. And uh, hopefully uh, some kind of inter- entertainment comes from this. So here we go. This record, like I said, was a doozy. And I think that uh, I, there's so much that this record made me write down 
that from the stop, I mean, it starts with like a banshee screaming or, or something, right? Like what? Yeah, what is, it comes in hard. Start. It comes in like, like you got to be in, in the right mood for this. Yeah. Like um, it, it, I just have banshee scream <laughs> and then a riff. It says banshee scream riff is what I wrote down. I mean, that's, I hear that. So from, from the top, and I actually, I have a whole, chrono, it's, it's pretty chronological how I wrote this down because I had to listen to it. And I, uh, that Banshee scream, that riff right away, like makes, makes me laugh, but makes me happy. It's like, okay, yeah. And that is, you know, from what I know about Ben, and I, I know him pretty well. I don't think Ben and I are super, super close, but I've known him forever and, and we get along super great. Uh, it, it's, it's just, it sounds like him. And it made me laugh because I was like, knowing what I know about Ben, like that's hilarious that he started record like that. But of course. I mean, the, the song is called Squad Song. Squad, squad Song. So already that's like very on brand for Ben. Sure. And one thing you notice right away is, is this is a lyric based album. 100%. This album is all about lyrics. And I'm not necessarily a lyric guy. So this was a challenge for me because I had to kind of shift the way that I listen to music. Did you, did you end up going back and re-listening to the stuff he said, trying to see what he said? Um, I think there as actually um, there would just be times where certain phrases would pop out to me and I'd be like, Oh, that's, that's not something that normally happens when I listen to music. Right. This is a very lyric based record and I'm, I'm a lyric based artist. I think myself, I'm a word person. So I appreciate that, but it, it's, it's wordy right from the get go. Mm-hmm. It's wordy. It's heavy. It's rocking. It's wordy. To me, this is like, this is like the definition of rock music, not rock and roll music, but just like straight up rock. rock. It's, it's hard rock. This from the get go, I feel like you can tell like influence is big in rock music and it's always a catalog. Like you can tell influences here. You can tell that, that brother Wolf, Ben is into into British vocalist. He's into uh, deeper voice. Voice. He's into Bowie. He maybe likes pulp. Um, he, right. The the vo- the focus on the vocal is so prominent, and the lyric thing is so heavy. Uh, but it's wrapped in this kind of hard rock idiom. But with that said, I think playing to the vocals is like a really good like that's his strength, and you play to his strength. Yeah, Ben has a really like big, strong voice. Ben's got an awesome, deep, deep voice. Um, it's he cinematic. Be, it, it is. It's cinematic. It's epic. The whole this whole record is epic, for better or worse. Yeah. Um. I. You brought up his vocals being like a focal point. I wish his vocals were more of a focal point. I would agree. At, yeah, I would agree with that. From the get go. This album's it's all over the place. You got a, a pretty driving riff. You've got from from the get go deep vocals. You've got a breakdown part. You've got a, a trumpet Spanish trump, got Spanish some trumpets trumpet. Spanish trumpet and saxophone part out of nowhere. Okay, um, which I love. Being some of the screaming, it, it sounds like Pujol a little bit. Some of his screaming, like his vocals. Mm-hmm. There's influences are everywhere. This album keeps going. Now we start hearing Weezer a little bit. Even. I heard Weezer no. too. I'm so glad you said that. I yes. start hearing Weezer. I start hearing some shoegazy so stuff. I heard that a lot of power on. pop, a lot of 70s influence. It's 100% power pop. Like the knack. Like, is it catchy power pop? I thought like the second track, Leave, is like a really catchy power pop yeah. song. 100%. I think I think this has moments. I think this has really, really good moments. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I actually resonated more with the the more ballady songs though. Okay, and there's a few of those. Like yeah, the, the it starts out hard with squad song, and then goes right into leave, and that song I really liked. It kind of um reminded me of remember Joust. It has like a Joust vibe. You know, I they were before my time, I think, or before when I um hung out. Gotcha. With those people, I do know who they are. Yeah, it's got that Joust vibe. Okay. Yeah, I. Okay, here we go. No masters, brother wolf. Uh, yeah. If if you haven't heard this record and you want to hear what we're talking about, please please go listen to it. Benhunter.bandcamp.com. So yeah, so I think we're looking at what by track four or five. This album does start to slow down a little. Yeah, bit. four is like the first kind of like ballady slow tempo song, and I really like that one a lot. Actually, the next three, No Master Skeleton Key and Six One Nine, were are like probably my favorites because they all they're all kind of um piano based. What the the middle middle tracks are piano. Yeah, based? yeah. Or they they're, it, they're more it, prevalent with that. Is it, uh, is it Ben playing Ben playing piano? Do you think? I don't know. Like how much how much of this do you think he made himself? I think that it's it's presented as though it's like I made this all myself. I think bro- when he says brother wolf, I think that's maybe in reference to like the core, like Bowie band. Okay. So I think Joe probably played bass a lot on a lot uh-huh. of this. Well, there um, there are some people credited, you know, on on the band camp. There are a couple. Right. This person um, here plays on this. I would not be surprised, yeah, if he played all of the things except for the people who are credited. Okay. Um, this is obviously like a large passion project for Ben. And you can tell. You can tell. You can tell. Okay. This is uh, so. When I was talking about the, it's a it's a wordy album the content of this album is really intense and it's like it's not uh it's, a, it's at all it's very no, it's, like it's to not the point. Abs- absolutely this is there's no abstraction here this is a political record 100 i mean like one one song's called solar panel revival yeah uh th- the overtness kind of uh it hits you pretty fast i think you don't really notice it at first then you hear a couple things and this whole album is interesting to me i think that i have so much more to say about this one than the wicker basket album and i did not like it as much as the wicker basket album but i I didn't either i I have way more to say about about this like i don't even know where to start honestly this is i'll say this that this is my favorite like projects album that Ben has put out to date. Absolutely. I, I, I will say this. This is, this is his, one of his, this is a major work. Yeah. Um, this is real, and it's and, and, and it's epic for better or worse. Like I said, and I'm going to stress that for better or worse, this is an epic album. And I was not in the mood for it. You definitely have to be in a mood. Um, and I didn't, I wasn't expecting to have to be in like a critical thinking mood. Do you, do you remember when Trump got elected, and I hate saying his name, and we might, I'll maybe I'll just bleep, yeah, we'll bleep just, it we'll, out. We'll bleep him out too. When bleep, when bleep got elected, people were like, "Oh, there's gonna be some really good punk albums that get made." That was you remember the, that shit? I hated that so much. Like, okay, there wasn't but, though. <laughs> no, no, not a one. Not I one. mean, okay, like what was that? What's that one band like? 
fucking, I don't even know. Like we put out an album that was not very political yeah. at all. I don't think our album is about like, existential crisis, you know? Exactly. <laughs> like um, <laughs> what's that? I mean, there's been a couple punk bands, but no one put out the album that was big. You know, I think no. a couple of rappers, the fuck Donald Trump out song was probably the best, yeah. the most popular song. Maybe so, it's a Neil Young record. I think, I think we were expecting. So there was that climate of like, oh, there's going to be this political thing that happens. And I think that we were expecting that and it didn't happen. And I was thinking about this today. If I can go off a little bit, please. Um, what we were going to be commenting on was so absurd and surreal that it made no sense to try to approach it from a rational standpoint as far as here's what I think, here's my plan of action, who's with me. And 100%. The last four years were so bizarre that the lunatics who were also liars and also evil but also kind of dumb and incompetent were in charge that how do you attack that? How do you criticize that? So many comedians said this guy's the death of comedy. You know, mm-hmm. the South Park dudes were like, we're not going to make anything about him. We're not going to write about him at all. You know? Yeah. How do you make fun of him? You can't. You can't. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't really even How do, do you like, criticize him? How do you yeah. make a statement against that? So I think what happened was the statements that became made against him became more and more absurd and surreal. Yeah. And now let's bring that back to no, ma- no masters. This is a very overt and direct approach. So much so that it almost sounds absurd. Yeah. And that that's, that's wild. That is wild. That I have to take pause to that because that is that's something to think about that I didn't really get to when I was listening. Wow. So I, the, 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 in the frame, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So in the frame that mm-hmm. I'm in. And I'm also framing this in my own artistic journey of this this whole time. I've done a couple sets, uh, acoustic sets. I did an acoustic electric thing. But I've been mostly doing DJ sets. And I'm picking what music I want to play. And the last couple months have been very weird. And so the music that I've been spinning has had a kind of contemplative, self-reflective, darker vibe. Mm. It's not like everybody shake your booty let's get some pussy, you know, like right. that, that makes no sense to me right now. Right. It's too absurd. So I, I've been tailoring what my creative output is to that. And I, I feel for better, for better or worse. Again, this record is epic. Yeah. And so it takes on this epic approach to it. I actually picked up more on like the, like the songs that were like about personal tribulations. That was those. I think that's like the middle kind of tracks. They, they have more of like a, you know, his personal struggles. And there was some of that. And, you and, know, and I really resonated with that. I, I thought it was really good and like really on the point and um, reflective. You know, and you're right. There was some of that. And I don't know why that didn't. I didn't notice that as much. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it's getting- like the fun thing about like doing something like this to work where you do know the person to some extent. Uh, it just it feels extra vulnerable totally it's very much him Mm -hmm. and like he's a very honest and upfront person and like what's good about the political nature of this is that for the most part i agree 100 percent with it Mm -hmm. it gets wacky though man there is and like and i'm not wacky but i mean like 
there's a song about like concentration camps in there. I'm pretty sure, you know, about reeducating yeah. people that need to be reeducated. And that, that's a far out concept, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like that there's like, okay, now we're getting into a realm of political discourse that maybe matches what we were dealing with for the last four years. Yeah. And then, but I'm, but I'm somehow shocked by that. that. Yeah. And it's a contrast that with, you know, like a Marshall amp is kind of a wild, like side by side kind of, like relationship uh-huh you know just like a a loud overdriven guitar but also a really deep re- introspective look at our country and ourselves is yeah in some ways it makes a lot of sense but in some ways it is well very weird what's it well yeah i don't i don't know what exactly it is not weird but it's uh like a- I'm finding it unapproachable. Okay. Or I'm finding it like something is going to stop me from enjoying this. And I'm not quite sure yeah. what it is. I think there's like a battle on whether to um, to pay attention to the lyrics or to kind of get lost in like the melody. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. there's mm-hmm. like a, 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 like a pulling of each side. Like... I really applaud his ability to, to like write what he wants to say. And he just says it, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't even know if these songs rhyme, you know, like I'm like oh. trying to think of like, I'm trying to sing, sing part of a song in my head. And like, and this isn't like a songwriter, like a diss on his songwriting, you know, right. It is what it is that like, he's able to do that. He's put out way more music than I have, you know? Oh Yeah. And I don't think he's. I don't think he's gonna ever stop. Both these guys, both him and Wicker Basket, aren't gonna ever stop making music. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's almost like a you know he's he's saying these such strong convictions, and it's in a huge chorus, and it's just, it's, almost like abrasive. Yeah, it's. I like I'm saying. So you. We have on the one hand this really in-your-face political message that is very, very literal and very, yeah. uh, very overt, and relevant. then, and then, yeah, and and relevant, sure, uh, talking or, or current at least, you mm-hmm. know, uh, contemporary. Yeah. And then on the other hand, you have these more introspective balance that didn't resonate at all with me. So, like, I think I'm, maybe I'm looking for a middle ground. Right. And then yeah. there's some there's some just far some far out bonker stuff that's like whoa, and that might turn some people off. You know, really. Totally. But I think some people are really going to like this record, too. Yeah, and I think, like, with bouncing off of that, so I think he touches on both really well. Like, he does, uh, you know, touch on political subjects, also personal subjects, but the flow of the, the overall, like, story of the album is kind of lost on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Like, he starts out, like... You know, and then togetherness, but then like in the middle, it's more about lonerism, and then it's more about togetherness again uh-huh. at the end. And it's kind of it's a strange journey, and I'm not sure like on maybe on a more like musical sonic level, it was flowing. Uh huh. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. And yeah. um, this was a record that uh, I think you probably remember. I was listening to it, and I was like, "This sounds." I can hear. I said. I, I said. I can hear the band camp. Yeah, that I said to you, I can yeah. hear the, 
Did you know what I meant by that? I, I did. Just, I could just hear the the bad compression and MP3 and yeah. you know, band, Bandcamp's amazing and they offer amazing amazing service, but the fidelity is insanely bad. When I I did a I did a review or a remix for my buddy Linwood, and um, when it came out, I downloaded it all and I have a tractor DJ controller, so I'm like I'm gonna put this to the tractor and it was bouncing so shitty on there. It was yeah. like it was like bad. The hi hat sounded bad yeah. and like so I actually downloaded the this record so we could listen to it in good fidelity. Did you did you end up listening to it? The, the I did. Files? Yeah, yeah. It, it does make a difference. Um, Especially but, so, so Brother Wolf. Just so you know, you, this record sounds much better on the WAV file version than the MP3 version. I don't know yeah. what that means, but that this is a fact. It seems like, and that's like just on a personal level, like learning how to mix for uh, different just like conditions like that. Yeah, like whenever it's a, it's I a lot. Out, I don't I don't yeah. like this mix. I, I I think you're right. I didn't even think about the mix, but I don't I don't like it either. Like I just. You know, like whenever I I record and write music at home, I'm listening to like you know high high fidelity headphones or monitors, but that's not how most people listen to music. No, and and you we this is something that we done in our band is we make sure it sounds good all the time. Yeah. Whenever like even um I'll, I'll bring out the headphones eventually, but often I just listen to through my iPhone speaker it's on same. And that's it. If yep. it sounds good on there, it sounds good. If I can't hear the bass on there, it probably sounds like crap. Exactly. So I when actually when you were telling me to adjust the, like the bass on my remix, it was because I hadn't listened to it through, uh, just like my regular iPhone headphones. I was only uh -huh. listening to it through my monitors, and yeah, so I could hear everything are, much more clear. Sure, and I I think that's what I was doing was I was going through every track, and I was like, you know what? I don't, is there bass on this track? I, I had a question. Is there bass even? Yeah. Oh, that, that's the bass. Well, that probably got to mm -hmm. go up, you know? Yeah. But he mixed this himself. And that's, I know is a, is a, is a, a pitfall people have with mixing. I don't think the mix is unpleasant by any no. means, but I, there was, there was issues that I, that I thought would be fixed by listening to it mm. in the wave format that were not fixed. And I, and like, I think okay. that there's so many elements to that too. You know, there's, Obviously, there's technological you know, limitations. There is um, artistic differences as well. Um, right. And there's just like a general learning curve with recording music. It is hard to get right. Um, and that's why we hire our friends to do it for yeah. us. So uh, he's been, but Ben has been doing it forever and has been recording it forever. And I think that for a home recording, it sounds awesome. Yeah. You know? It's huge, and I think that it, what we're oh, it's 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 so big. It's yeah. So it's it's just, it's just incredibly big. I and think I, here's yeah. a, a uh, here's a question that we asked about Wicker Basket is, uh, and the same thing here. Ben is obviously reaching for something here. Yes. With this record, he's obviously going big. Did mm -hmm. did he get there? I think so. I think like. At least, like on a on like a lyrical content, like I feel like the me the message to me was was clear. It is. I I would be too self conscious to write in this manner. Same. I I I prefer more ambiguity in my lyrics. I I don't even I don't even know how to if I like how to start writing this kind of stuff, and. I find that fascinating. Yeah, it is. It, it's very. It's a skill because 
obviously he Ben knows how to write a hook. These are catchy songs, but um, he also knows how to like generate like a message. And those are like two very different skills that he, I think he's blended successfully. It's, it, it is a good blend. It's a good blend of message and musicality. And I think that's interesting. As far as the catching up to these songs, I, I do have written down here that, that these songs are catchy, but not like that catchy. But I think people will probably like that. Yeah. You know, like, and that's a weird thing to think about is that I think people will like that they're not the most poppy songs. Yeah, I think he really pushed himself to explore different genres, different styles. Um, and I really appreciate that, like, as a listener, just like, you know, there's so many times where a band will put out a record and then they'll just do the same record for, you know, over and over. And it's just. That's, gets- not, that's not the case here. It is similar, though. I, um, I, I actually asked Brother Wolf for just because I knew which one was the most recent um, Wicker Basket release. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to know what the most recent brother wolf was. And so he sent me and it was his most recent release was actually with head with the band head. Oh, okay. And it's similar. There's not a whole lot different. I think head, I think, I think head records sounded a little better than this one. Maybe but I think this one is just so it's so big. I think it's like, to me though, I got, it's more personal than like a head record. You know, I feel like head is like, it's like pure like energy, you know? And like, I feel like there is like a tenderness to this one because not only is he affected by just like personal stuff but also by you know political stuff and global conditions yeah the political angle is is super interesting to me because like i said we were expecting we'd been expecting political stuff and even during this weird time nothing really political the vibe is just is just so uncertain or was so uncertain that i feel like that was the vibe was uncertainty yes so for for brother wolf to come out with like like no uncertainty and no uncertain terms here's what we think here's what we want also here's some personal stuff i've been dealing with and then also like you know power to the people we i got a lot of freaky friends who are cool and different mm-hmm. and then let's end this with a bowie cover you know which we can talk yeah. about that too this ends with five years by bowie but classic song but he calls it five years, 2020, five years, 2020. Yeah. And I'm not sure that bother you. No, I'm, I guess I was just like, it caught me off guard at first. Cause I was like, is the song not called five years, 2020 in real life? No, it's just called five years. Are you sure? Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. So I thought that was like an interesting thing. So maybe I just didn't listen close and maybe change some of the lyrics. Oh, um, I might. You know, I'm not. That. I'm not the biggest Bowie fan. So, gotcha. so I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know his music well. I, mean, I know that. I know that song. You know. Yeah. And uh, like Ben does a great Bowie. Like he's, it's he's, insane. It's great. Uh, I wish it was a little more less like the original. You know. Yeah. Um. But I think hit. He's been, you know, doing singing Bowie for a long time, mm-hmm. and I think it's actually really added a really nice like texture to his voice. Yeah, his voice. I, again, we, I, I wish it was more about his voice. I would love to, like, mm-hmm. like I would love to. I would work with Ben and have it be a really. I mean, I could imagine even like stuff acapella. His his voice is the most inter- interesting part. Yeah, so much more than anything else that. 
I, I feel like attention or devotion to anything else in the music is a little bit of a waste of time. I, I would actually agree with that. Yeah, I see what you mean. And like, like it, I think it suffers because of its lack of attention. Yeah. Even though it's obviously singing way on pitch, he's got a great like timbre to his voice. Mm-hmm. He's got a great color. I, I just like, I think of like vocalists, like something like Bjork mm-hmm. or like Anting the Johnsons. Or yeah. Like whatever Radiohead, you know, where it's like they put there's so much and so much on the voice. Right. That's what I want to see. And I think maybe that's, that's just a, a case of, you know, the wolf den is just, you know, he was recording a record. So, you know, his, he was focusing on a lot of different things. And there's time for like, he can do that. This record yeah. doesn't have to be that. And what I wish it was is pretty irrelevant, but you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, like, it's like, I, I just, there's things that I wish this that's your takeaway from it. I think like he, that's a valuable piece of information as like an artist is what someone is drawn to in a record. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a fine guitar player, mm-hmm. you know, it's fine. The drumming's fine, you know, but like whatever it's drumming, it's guitar playing. Exactly. But yeah, it's not necessarily about like, you know, exploring new sonic possibilities. It's about the lyrics. Yeah. And and overall, like I said, you know, we, we are reviewing records. And, like, I know mm-hmm. a couple times, I think even with the Wicker Basket, we got a little derailed early on because I was like, you know, we got to, I want to talk about these records. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Because they're, they're recording artists, right? We, I can talk about them as a band, but I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to uh, point out to people who their new favorite band should be. Right. And we, you know, at the end of the day, have no authority to, like, really speak upon like a yeah. band like who cares what we think yeah and who cares what we think about this record too Hopefully exactly. people people enjoy our take on it and it makes you think but i think that ultimately these are records that both of them were came out during a time uh that's very weird and they both have very different takes on that time and now maybe we can get to the part of the show where we can compare the two records yeah um julio what's yeah why don't we start with you okay so I have written down here, like, don't compare the two albums, but do it anyway. <laughs> it says do it anyway. Yeah, I said, I said, don't compare the two albums, but do it anyway. <laughs> um, so, Dan, what I think is, uh, to me, I, I, even though the Wicker Basket record is way more simple and way, I would even say less interesting, I enjoyed it more mm-hmm. than No Masters. I like Ufta to me, I think yeah. was, I could see myself putting on mm-hmm. more than I could, uh, the brother wolf record. I'd totally be down to see this record performed live. Oh, I bet it'd be epic. It'd be hilarious. I would, yeah. I, um, I would learn the, learn the words just because it sounds fun, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think like, whereas, whereas Basket, the wicker basket record performed to me, you would kind of just be like, Oh, this is a chill time. Yeah, I mean, like Wicker Basket, it's a very like accessible, like like non-committal listen. With No Masters, it is, you know, it's asking for the listener to really kind of pay attention. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's like uh, a cool quality for a lot of records. I, I, I think, yeah, I think that No Masters is going to be, a lot of people are going to enjoy it. I think it's going to, people are, are going to really not like it yeah. as well. And that's like that, that's a hard thing to say, but yeah. honestly, the more we, the longer we talk, the more detached I get from uh, yeah. from from emotion to yeah. these artists. 
you know, I don't know. Is that totally? Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, but like it's, but that's like with any record though. Sure. Like I'm sure people feel that way about our records. Oh, I'm sure. I don't think that people even like, like our stuff that much. I think some people really do like it, but I I can't. Yeah. Like from, I don't know. From what I've heard, I don't think anyone really likes our band. (laughs) Yes. Like like if I'm being completely, I don't necessarily think that anyone actually likes our band. People come for the banter. They've completely said that to us. Like Tom Engelsman, he's like, I come for the banter. Yeah. Well, I can say that our listeners keep going up monthly. Our monthly listeners keep going up on Spotify. So yeah we're doing something right we're doing something right we play (laughs) punk rock music but no punk rock bands like us no (laughs) no so Um, i don't know if you guys have the answer to how to make likable music please yeah drop us an email we have an email that's the biggest channel that's all we're all trying to do and so like like if i if i if no masters doesn't move me so what like exactly like well or whatever or ufta doesn't move me but you know no masters does move me you know, more than Ufta did, but I liked Ufta more. Exactly. Like it's like any other piece of art, you know, uh-huh. you go through a museum, not every painting is going to move you and not every no. painting should move you. Yes. Yeah. That means you're not listening or, you know, looking at it and critical or you're not trying to appreciate it. Uh-huh. Because- and f- further, furthermore, these records have absolutely nothing to do with each other absolutely. outside, outside of uh, Grand Rapids artists. Yeah. Grand Rapids. And that we have talked about them now. Couple things I did like Grand Rapids. Um, there was on that Brother Wolf album. There's a track on there that really has that GR psych rock sound. Track, yep. Track five. Did you notice it? I did notice that. I don't. I. I. I, I think it's it. the vocals, like the the tin can. It kind of just came in like dang. Yeah. And it just has that like Matt Ten Clay like heaters. Like mm-hmm. it has the, like the GR psych rock sound. It yeah. had it, and like I don't know what that is, but it. it that was cool. That also remember that brought, when that brought that, me back in a little bit. That sound and that's funny because that sound didn't used to always exist in Grand Rapids. Like, oh no, like, no, it's like it's like a co-opted like Bay yeah. Area, Bay Area nineties. It's just sound. so funny, yeah, because like the the many cycles of Grand Rapids music is like very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But you have like you know I could lump. I could lump like that. That sound you have like howlers, which you play with. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think coffin problem fits in that a little bit. I think heaters. I think haunted leather back in the day kind of fit into that. Oh yeah, uh, Susie's to a certain extent. You know, mm-hmm. had that vibe. Yeah, it was just uh, that that kind of like surfy sound mm-hmm. was really adopted by the psych community. Yeah, and so and and that that sound is I think a, a typical Grand Rapids thing, and so I think it's, yeah. it was cool that he he included that. Yeah, and like Ben is a lover of music. He loves absolutely literally, and you can all bands. you can tell his you can tell his influences here. Yeah, um, he's a really enjoyable person to watch bands with. Sure, you you actually can see and like witness like the genuine appreciation. Which is something that you don't always see in the audience, just you know, being a performer. When you he, see someone, you know, pump their fist, it feels good. The his uh, like straight up unbridled enthusiasm comes through, and yeah. that energy is either going to be appealing to you or it's going to be unappealing to you. I think that it's polarizing. And for better or worse, again, it's epic, right? I'm gonna, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna say epic, and I'm not saying that that's good, you know. But I'm not saying it's bad either. It's just it, epic. It's simply like an adjective for the music, straight up. And like, 
and for for the personality behind the music and it's, yeah and, and you know i bet he would say the same thing about the record he's like this is an epic record i think so i think do you think he's he's proud of it i think he is i think he is i think he should be yeah i think this is a major work and i and yeah. um my enjoyment of it i can i can really enjoy it on like actually like a kind of like intellectual level i guess mm-hmm. more than i can on a sonic level but i'm gonna i'm gonna revisit it yeah there were some songs i really liked you know and and that's like the beauty of again like having a totally biased criticism show is like i enjoy it on like that level of like knowing who created it you know there's plenty of music by you know my friends that uh you know maybe not would have caught my attention but knowing who they are and what they're going for uh is that adds to the experience yeah i mean is that underselling it though um you know what i mean yeah like, a little bit yeah like that's what one thing that i'm always i always like i believe that you should like never like you shouldn't try to undersell your stuff or, or or something else like he's a it's a band like he's a he's a i don't know i guess i'm not really sure where i'm going with that i know i know <laughs> what you're trying to say like, like that like it's like qualifying it you know what yeah, i mean like we don't need to, we don't need to qualify this music it is what no. it is and it can stand on its own or it's or just kind of like a natural thing that i think local music scenes it's just, it's that's just what happens yeah you know but that's why i think the show is valuable in a way because uh you know i think that it's important to talk to each other about our art uh outside of of like a pr way you know yeah I think that will it makes us better musicians, and uh-huh. it, I think that it shows that we are creating interesting content because we can talk you know at length about one record. Sure, you know that's that's a really great thing, and it's not just all thumbs up. It's all about like oh, like we both love music. Yeah, I mean we we haven't thing. like our band hasn't had a review that's been more than this band exists, you know, <laughs> it's, like, and it's fast. That's, Oh, and it's fast. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. Or it's like got attitude or I don't know. Like right. all you get is a couple adjectives describing what your band kind of sounds like. Yeah. When maybe we need, maybe people should know what to listen to and maybe like what to not waste too much time. Maybe on. we got to start including lyrics in the liner notes. Yeah, did that? I feel like with this this No Masters record, that what I kind of wanted that. It is on the Bandcamp. All the lyrics are posted for individual songs. So if you guys are interested in reading the lyrics while listening, visit the Bandcamp. Again, benhunter.bandcamp.com. I wonder if everyone's going to try to listen to the music and the podcast at the same time. If you do, you're going to get to 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 No Masters and need to turn us off because it's so much. There's so many words. Yeah. Just, I mean, you're probably gonna turn us off before that, and that's okay. Yeah, this is, <laughs> I don't even know how long we've been we've been on for. We've been we've been going for a little bit. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. I don't think we have a clock. Yeah. So, here's the thing. This is the first episode of Band Scamps. Um, we want to take you along with this journey of creating a show that talks about local music that is that has like conditions. Um, and that has, you know, some relevance to you or uh, to COVID and to just um, exploring what it means to be in the local music scene and to be a, a critical listener. Sure. 
but at the same time know that all this is very arbitrary and our opinions 100 percent do not matter right and that we just talk because we're just feeling hot air at this point there 2020 was such a weird year a lot of records that came out i feel are going to get unnoticed and i think that the best that we can do probably is to try to help promote them by actually talking about what they are absolutely you know? and this i think is interesting this podcast me. will probably be longer than the two records combined i think we've already probably passed it that's good that's probably good <laughs> that's probably a good goal yeah you could listen to two guys talk about records <laughs> <laughs> but it t- in longer time than it takes to finish that, the record. That's like the that's the music scene in, in a nutshell. It's just a big circle jerk of men talking about yeah. records longer than the actual records. Listeners, if you're interested in uh, being reviewed by Bandscamps, uh, send us an email at bandscamps at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. Uh, yeah, social my media. Instagram is danfishermi. I don't know if you want to share your Instagram. If not, you're not on Instagram a lot. I'm, mine's private. I mean, so, mine's private too, but like... Okay. I don't know. Maybe, you, can, you can find me. Follow me. I don't know. Yeah. We have a Facebook page too. Yeah. And we are playing on making some merch. Yeah. Lots some t-shirts. So save, save that do, stymie check. Yeah. Do, do please submit your records. Uh, we have a bunch lined up. I think two per episode seems about what we can handle. I think if I were to talk about a third record, I'd get, t- I'd get tired. So I think No, I am like uh, critically exhausted. That sounds good. Intellectually exhausted. But a huge thanks to uh, Brother Wolf and Wicker Basket again for letting us talk about your records at length. Yeah, thanks so much for, Good job, for guys. those. And uh, overall, I mean, these are two records that uh, we, oh, we, didn't, I didn't, we didn't give a rating for uh, Brother Wolf. Oh, Brother Wolf. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to say vacuum, vacuum volume at six. Six? Okay. Yeah. That vacuum volume at six. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it three dashes. All right. Like ta-ta-ta. Right. So take that. Recommend it. I recommend both these records. Please take a listen. Support your local scene. Support yeah. artists. And 2020 was a weird year, and uh, we are going to dive right into West Michigan's 2020 releases. Thanks for listening. I'm Julio Gomez. I'm Dan Fisher. This is Band Scamps. We'll see you next time. This has been a Grand Rhapsody production. Executive produced by Dan Fisher and Julio Gomez. I saw someone post a meme that was like, it was like that one person who keeps looking at themselves on the Zoom meeting. And I was like, how do you know they're looking at themselves? Yeah, like, they're, I guess at, they're probably looking at whoever the most attractive person is on the screen, yeah. you know? And I mean, so, you do look at yourself sometimes. You're like, yeah, I have to keep myself small because I will be like, I'll be like, <laughs> like looking at myself. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, like looking in the mirror. That's like natural. But when you're like in a Zoom class with a bunch of people. Yeah. It's just like funny. There, yeah. I think there are some like maybe tells of someone who's like checking themselves out. Yeah. You know, they're probably yeah. like fixing their hair and shit. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, a lot of that. A ton yeah. of hair, hairdo. All right, man. All right, here we go.